different perspectives, but a shared experience. That is foul. Like, I would be pissed if somebody did that to me, too. Black Around Table. What is up, everybody? My name is Dana. I'm Delina. And I'm Asha. And we are back again this week with another episode of Black Girl Roundtable. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Or you're welcome, rather. Um, it's what we do. Generous, magnanimous, all that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we are going to try. Of course, we want to have another episode for you guys. We're also trying not to kill ourselves and be extremely fatigued. So we are going to mix it up again this week. And we're going to do a What's Trending Hour. Um, where we are going to be focusing on all things current, uh, fabulous, and fun. Because I feel like as soon as we stopped recording last week, literally, like, mm-hmm. all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. Um, without further delay, let's just go ahead and dig into it. I want to start with probably the most, like, troubling story, um, which is... Um, going to I guess be centralizing Lizzo so for those of you I don't know how you haven't come across it but for anybody who maybe hasn't or who needs a recap um three of Lizzo's former backup dancers are suing her for um harassment wrongful termination and unpaid wages two of the three dancers appeared on her watch out watch out for the big girls show and were hired on as dancers after um and they are making some very troubling claims it would literally take a whole episode to go through each individual claim. But at the high level, some of the claims are um, obviously, like we said, um, being unpaid for wages um, and being wrongfully terminated. They're noting that um, Lizzo's uh, dance captain, who I think's name is Shirley, um, who's also worked with other artists like Beyonce, Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, and so forth, um, was um, asking them inappropriate questions about their sexuality, trying to preach to them, excuse me, and convert them to Christianity. There was an allegation that Lizzo and her dancers went to excessively sexually explicit show where audience members were encouraged to eat a banana out of somebody's vagina. There were um, also allegations that um, they were accused of drinking when they hadn't been. Dancers were accused of being accused of gaining weight or you know, possibly terminated for gaining weight. And again, all these are alleged by the dancers. Um, Lizzo has since responded to these claims. Um, her response is pretty lengthy, but I will read a small portion of it for us here. Quote, these last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. I usually Choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous not to be addressed. The sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. And the quote does go on. You can read it on Lizzo's Instagram, but I will stop there. So a lot to unpack here, especially because on this podcast, we have been fervent liver, <laughs> fervent liver, fervent Lizzo supporters um, and enthusiasts, but, you know, looks can be deceiving. So what do we think about these allegations being made by her dancers? But yeah, I, I don't, I think some of it is like the, like not saying that they're lying. I'm not saying that they're lying. Cause obviously I wasn't there, but I do think some of it is like, you took this a little, little extra mile. Like one of the girls was like, I was so scared. I was going to lose my job that I peed myself. I don't think anyone was going to 
like fire you because you took two seconds to go to the bathroom. But I can all say that I've always felt like Lizzo will be the person who takes some shit too far. Like everybody has that one friend who's like, I'm crazy all the time and I don't know when to stop. So all it is like, oh, so-and-so was eating a banana out of someone's coochie. That sounds, that's believable to me. Like that sounds like some shit she would think is funny. So I I agree with you. Here's my interpretation of it. So I watched Lizzo's or most of it. I'll say I will acknowledge the fact that I don't think I finished the show, but I watched the majority of Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girl show. And one of the dancers, I think her name is Ari Davis. Um, she was watching her on the show and one of the other girls who was making these allegations that were on the show while, like Jelena said, I do believe a lot of what they're saying. I also could see how they would struggle in the work environment that exists in performance and tour and like the fast pace of tour life. Um, I think that the, the two dancers that are part of these allegations in particular that we got to see on TV and I'm just noting my perception of how they were edited and presented and presented themselves on television. They presented themselves to me as very immature. Um, I think there was a little bit of, I don't think spite is the right word, but maybe that's it. Like a little bit of, of anger and frustration with the dance and entertainment industry, because as plus size women, they were not getting hired and not getting opportunity to do so. Um, which I think is valid feelings to have, but these two, as as two of the more technically trained, I'm not going to say better, but more of the technically trained dancers on the show, I think they felt like they were a cut above the rest of the dancers that were on the show. And that was very apparent on how they carried themselves and how they interacted with other people on the show. Um, very like nice, nasty positivity in some spaces and just kind of felt uh-huh. like we are, we're, we, we got this one lot kind of energy. So I could see, I'm not saying this is absolutely the case. I feel like I need to continue to qualify that, but I could see how they could get into a space with real professional nitty gritty performers who do this every day, have been doing it and would struggle when they are suddenly not the top of the class. Um, now, like Jelena said, some of the more, the implications about Shirley and her religion and kind of some of those situations creating like an uncomfortable work environment, those I can see as believable. I would love some more information on it. And I'm sure that will come to light if this goes to trial. Um, but I could definitely see that. And then also the whole Amsterdam banana and the pussy thing. I do believe that because Lizzo admitted that on like some radio show that she wanted to go see that show. Um, I am curious as to how much they felt like they needed to go to these work, these social events to feel like a part of the group versus how much they were forced to go. Because I think I could see Lizzo being the type of person who feels like, you know, I want to create community and I want us to all be cool and be friends and we're on the road together. Yeah, whatever. And so she invites people to do whatever the hell she's doing. Um, but you know, did you have to go? Were you going to lose your job if you didn't go? And, you know, were you going to lose your job if you didn't piss yourself? That, yeah, like, what was the, what was the wording? What was the, cause again, not saying that I, I, like you all said, I do definitely believe that that happened. And I do think that there's a certain work environment that, like, you just don't, you know, you you don't want to create a, a uncomfortable work environment for your 
employees, regardless of what um, field or what um, area you're in, including the entertainment. Um, but in the entertainment business, as someone who works in entertainment, those lines can be blurred a lot. Um, particularly when it comes to drinking or you're celebrating after something, like the lines between, like particularly between like supervisor or employee, employer, performer, and band, those lines can be blurred a lot. And that's why I simply just like when I'm on the job or I'm like representing like my job, I don't even drink like that. Or I even like leave early after a minute. If it's getting a little, if I feel it's getting a little too crazy, I personally leave. Now granted, I work for an older entertainment crowd. I think that sometimes if you need to tell people all that it is and be like, I understand if you're not comfortable. And again, I don't know if mm-hmm. this is what happened or didn't happen. I'm just saying sometimes these things can be preventable, particularly if you get yeah. done on writing. Hey guys, you do not have to go to this thing, but if you would like to go to this thing, this is where I'm going to have fun. This is what's going to happen. This is how yeah. the night might turn. You know, and now there's still that whole dynamic of drinking and sexual content that just like, again, I personally don't think that you should cross when you are, when your name is Agreed. on the marquee when it comes to your employees, because stuff like this can happen. People feel, they feel pressured and then they feel uncomfortable. And then your ass get sued. And it's not even like, you know, they're wrong. But it's like that those lines can be blurred so much to where you you thought everyone was cool, but because you're Lizzo, no one came to you and said anything. Right. And I think that somebody online had said, I think she's like an attorney, um, had mentioned like, this is a really good lesson in leadership and fraternization. Um, and where like, you know, like, just like you said, you want to be friends with everybody. You want to be quote unquote, a good boss, but you do have to have that separation. So I think if nothing else, um, this will be a good learning lesson for Lizzo. And if, you know, some of these more egregious allegations are true, um, I hope these girls get what they're owed. I hope they, you know, get properly compensated. But I think this is one of those situations where I would, I'm, I'm not, discrediting the victims at all, but I would really like to see more information before I make a concrete kind of decision one way or the other. And I think it's okay to do that. Not in situations where we have video footage of someone literally being shot or walking around with a bloody foot, cough, cough, Tory lanes. But in situations like this, where it's a he said versus she said, I think it's fine to wait until you have more information. Um, but But it's not an opportunity to validate your hate of Lizzo because she's a plus size woman. It's not an excuse to you know, destroy her or dismantle her career. From a marketing PR perspective, as somebody who works in that field, I think she's handling it perfectly. I think she's going to be fine. I know there's a lot of criticism because of the lawyer that she hired, because you're like, oh, well, this is the same guy who defended Bill Cosby and who defended Chris Brown. He also defended Johnny Depp. He's also worked with Scarlett Johansson. Like he's an entertainment lawyer. Like y'all got to Y'all got to put on your thinking caps. And regardless of whether you agree with the people he's defended or not, he's good. And I think what is um, additionally interesting is that um, one, one, like you said, y- y'all let y'all fat phobic flags fly Jump out. And um, this was not the time to do that. Um, but on, the, on, the, on you know, another level, I think that we also need to look at like what stars have done this before 
and who's mm-hmm. still in the business. Y'all gotta remember Lizzo's mentor was Prince. And Prince was doing some crazy shit. Prince, and so I'm pretty sure she, like she was around like legends who were talking to their staff any kind of way. Y'all need to understand some of y'all faves were not nice to their no their bands and their staff. Like I mean, I'm if you ever have a chance with the horror stories about Prince's entourage and on tour. I implore you to do so. Now, I, I will say I am disappointed in Lizzo in terms of like not because it's somewhat sometimes to get to a lawsuit. Sometimes it takes a, like a while to get there. So I am disappointed that one, her name's getting dragged through the mud. And then two, that maybe she did not handle these situations with the most intention. Sure. And I think that, again, I don't know if the girls are talking to Beyonce, but I will just say this: like, give her a call. Y'all need to start. Y'all really, and I and I keep saying this, not as a compare. Like y'all, if y'all don't, if y'all not quiet, y'all not successful. Blah, 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 I'm just saying that maybe y'all should start moving the way Beyonce moves. Last thing I will say: her current boyfriend's ex girlfriend came out the woodwork and thought we was gonna boohoo for you, girl. Let me tell you something. From the way you told that story to me, as somebody who's been in that situation, you thought that a big girl was not capable of coming in and swooping and stealing your man. And guess the fuck what? You got got. Because when you told that story, I was like, it was clear from the first day you met that girl that she wanted a nigga and you let and you let her take him. And my thing is like, yes, sad, like, aw, but it's like, Boom. at the same time, it's like, first of all, what does that have to do with the case? It, it doesn't. Right. Because you could have said this years ago. I could have said that already. This happened to, for a minute now. This happened six years ago. He left you for her six years ago and you want us to care now? And she literally said, I got to wait for her name to get dragged through the mud. Before I could say anything, because if she would have said this at any of the time, we all would have been like, we still are, but really side-eyeing her at that point. And it's not that this isn't a sad story, That not that that's not foul. You know, Lizzo is on her Ariana Grande tip, which, another story for another day, child. But, you know, like, that is foul. Like, I would be pissed if somebody did that to me, too. But, again, it's always that little splash of fat phobia that y'all always miss. And you thought, because had this been a situation where let's say he was working with Megan the Stallion and hosting that show, you would have never moved through that space the way you did with Lizzo, but you thought she was in a threat and, and that's exactly what happened to you. And y'all swear that your nigga ain't, no. Okay. Mm. Well, anyway, this will be interesting. We will certainly keep an eye on that. Lizzo, get it together, girl. This is... A mess in my Tyra Banks worlds. We were Get rooting for you. Type, sis. We were all rooting for you. Yes. How dare you? How dare and you? It's not going to be enough just to win the case. You're going to have to really come forward with some like some to clear to clear this up. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Um, so, um, if you have not been on Instagram or TikTok, don't know what you've been doing, y'all. But this Montgomery. Overall story has been having me. Let me tell you something. The floor. 
The revolution will be televised. Okay. okay. So there was a tour group, um, you know, run by Black people for Black people in Montgomery. I think it was like a riverboat tour of something. Um, and the the tour company, this is at least how the, the allegations of what happened are going. Um, tour company um, specifically told a group of voters who were whites that they could not park their boat in a specific area because it was going to block the route of the tour company's boat. They ignored the instructions. They did so anyway. So one security officer or facilitator went and moved their boat because they were instructed, if you parked here, this is what would happen. Well, they did not like that this man, this black man, security officer, took it upon himself to do so. And so the the owners, the white boat owners that were parked illegally or incorrectly decided to take it upon themselves to get with this man and proceeded to essentially try to jump him. And all hell broke loose. If you have not seen the footage, take a look. First of all, security guard Pop-Pop did not come to play. He took off his hat, threw it to the side, and was ready to square up. One young man was like, y'all not gonna jump my friend. He jumped off the boat into the water, swam across the river, and then took off his shoes to fight. They are calling this young man Aquaman. And I can't take it. I can't take it. They I was, said, people were getting hit with folding chairs. We having black history lessons, learning that the folding chair was invented by a black man. Folding chairs are now sold out in multiple stores. There's a price surge for folding chairs on Amazon. There's a lot going on. Y'all are unhinged. I will say that. I just feel, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, I'm with everything else, but what the hell are y'all doing with these? Like, why did y'all feel the need to go buy a full? Like, that part I'm not understanding. Like, now niggas can't find nothing for the cookout because y'all just now, wanted a folding chair. They have a folding chair. Fish, like, what is wrong with fry going to be out of chairs because y'all want to play. They said right. I got to keep that. You done messed up somebody, baby shower. You done messed up I got to keep the mouse cartoon on me. Got to keep that mouse like, Oh, what are you buying? Okay, you're right, because this is not a portable, like, it's port- technically portable, but not, like, an everyday portable thing. Like, what what situation are you anticipating? Oh, I can't have a on me. I'm gonna keep me a folding chair in the trunk. No, none of this works. I thought you actually keep a folding chair that in her trunk. Like, don't. <laughs> don't do that. That man saw space and opportunity that most now, of listen, us probably said, won't I've been see. watching the WWE. I don't know how this go. Yep. But I will say that here was goes. hilarious. He just started he just started bonking people with chairs. If he saw a white person, he was going to bonk him with a chair. <laughs> Which I am never and still not on the side of the police. But when that cop came over and was like, all right, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a lot. Everybody else, everybody else was pissed. Because when they was throwing punches, the cop was like, "All right, everybody, settle down." He didn't. He was. He didn't pull out the cuffs. He was just trying to break it up. That man came swinging the chair. Okay, sir, I have, I have to arrest. I have to arrest you. Because where did he get the chair from? We're on a dock. Where is this chair magically appearing like, I'm going to get you bonk. I'm going to get you bonk. It was like a cartoon <laughs> where they just keep beating beat her over the head with this thing. I was, And then it was the aftermath picture. You know how hard you got to get hit to get beat through your Crocs? 
Your feet are through. You're not out the Crocs. They are oh, through the entire so shoe. Bad that they motherfucking Crocs split open. You made your Crocs. He made your Crocs into sandals. That's crazy. That was whoa. I said wow. That's that was a beat down. If you ever needed a visual, a fuck around and find out. That was it. That was I mean, it. Because the black people came from nowhere. I mean, there was nobody. Absolutely nowhere. That nigga said, whoosh. She was No hesitation. I mean, what form? In what form? First of all, what form? What technique? And then he got up, took himself off, and then skipped to fight. I said, do you know how much energy it takes me just to, I was in the pool at the freaking resort. I would have been wounded like, from swimming. Who? We wouldn't even made it to the fight. Wouldn't even made it to the day if I would got my ass whooped because I'd have been so tired. No. And shout out to the ladies. First of all, I just want to say shout out to the black ladies who saw a white woman were jumping in and was like, oh, he'll have to get you because I will. Because I, I, I got you. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not going to cry wolf today. Now my again now minus my brother with the chair because everybody was catching the smoke with this phone chick. <laughs> What's that old time? And I'm not saying she deserved it. That's I'm not saying God's timing was always right. right. Yes. <laughs> Show. Yes. Well, shout out to the black folks in Montgomery. We stick up for our own. Let this be a lesson. Yo, he need to go find that one girl from a couple years ago who caught that like table and the chair all that work. They need to go find each other and tag team some people. Those are two people you don't listen She caught that six foot table with one hand and held her purse and then swatted a fucking chair. <laughs> she ain't nobody to play with. No. <laughs> Where is the WWE? Because I do 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 do. Excuse me. Have you ever thought about a career that in professional a, wrestling? Again, sir, we're not saying that you are wrong for doing it, but just from a self-preservation piece, we're just like you know, you did a bit much off us. Like we just didn't want you to go to jail. That's all. You didn't. You could have taken a pause in between swings. It was just whoop whoop it's just once the threat was neutralized, I just, I just, you could have put it. It was, never, it was never neutral, Dana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Uh, That's too funny. That is jokes. Yo, the video is so funny. Uh, Active. Pretty much. Up. Listen, sometimes words don't work. Sometimes people need their ass beat. So shout out to Montgomery. Pure, pure comedy. Um, let's go ahead and wrap up um, this conversation by just checking off yet another thing on our um, 2023 bingo card. So it was recently announced that Normani is under new Yay. management. Pew, pew. So we have been huge Normani supporters here on this page, or on this page, Lord, what am I talking about? I don't know. We've been huge Normani, I don't know, entity, space, whatever. We're huge Normani supporters. We root for her and all the things that she do. 
she does. Um, but it was recently announced that she is under new management. Um, ah, here we go. So yes, Normani has left her longtime management um, and is transitioning over to a new manager who has been working with careers such as Charlie XZX and Dua Lipa. So girls in you know the pop space who have been making waves. So um, I don't think there's going to be too much for us to say here. We are, like I said, huge Normani fans, but you know, what would we like to see, I guess, from her in this new chapter? I, for one, think, girl, it is your long overdue for a full album. I know you said it's coming, but I, you need to put it out for the end of the year or at, at the very latest at the top of 2024. Exactly. I'm like, I don't have no expectations. I'm like, I just want to see you win. Like, period. Yeah, That's I it. Want That's you have the a, end. Uh, yeah. I want to be a hit, hit, hit single that nobody can get out their head that is remembered. Yep you know, for a very long time as a classic, that's what I want for you, Normani. I think that you deserve that. I think you deserve, you know, um, but like, yeah, I just want you to win. Whatever that looks like for you, Normani, I want you to win. I think you have the stuff to do it. Yeah. So that's all. Everything you've put out, you know, since you left Fifth Harmony, I've mm -hmm. listened to, I love Motivation, I love Wild Side. I love that song she has with Black Wave. I love the song that she has with um, uh, Khalid. Mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh, what is it called? I don't know, whatever. But um, yeah, so I just, I think it's time. Um, and I think she, I, I don't care for, I don't think it's any secret. I haven't, I, have, I don't really care for Cam Camilla, Cam yeah. Camilla, whatever yeah. her name is. Um, and I just, it, it's very sad to me. Not that that girl is not talented. I won't take that away from her. I just don't care for her as a person um or the way she presents herself at least on the internet i should say or you know in the media because i don't know that girl um <clears throat> but i think normani has the ability to be just as big a star as that girl has become if not um, even more and i think has the chops to be a, a pop star yeah whereas like <clears throat> i don't think can look and dance um if you do i haven't seen it but yeah um any other thoughts on normani Anything what's trending? Other things to mention? Ariana Grande stopped that stealing was what I was about to say. Husbands. 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 Baby right. We let it slide the first couple of times because they was only boyfriends. But now you out here stealing husbands and baby daddies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's going to be it for this portion of our What's Trending episode. We will be right back and Asha will lead us into a breakdown of the Barbie movie. What is up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Black Girl Roundtable. We're going to get right back to it. But before we do, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you are streaming so you never miss an update and it helps us out to make more episodes just like this one. Let's get back into it. are back with something y'all need to hear and what y'all need to hear is that we are barbie girls in a barbie world let's do a quick recap of the barbie movie how did y'all like the movie did you, did you like the movie um out of out of five stars i would give it three and a half maybe four depending on how you know barbie is y'all feeling that day like, it's not, well, Jelena, go ahead and give your rating and Asha, you too, before we get into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm on the same, yeah, I'm along the same lines as you. 
Like it was what I expected it to be. And maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Right. I gave it a 4.5. I loved it. I loved it. I think that, I think I got exactly what I would expect would have expected for a Barbie movie with the cast that we had. It was fun. It was pink. It was hyper femme, which is exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, it was a good time. It was really nostalgic. It was for the girls who grew up with Barbie. Um, yes. And I, I really enjoyed it. I'm sure we'll get into it, but I just didn't understand all the backlash around it at all. Some of y'all need to go take a walk, touch grass. Um, but it was so cute. Issa was star of the film. Um, yeah. I love, I fucking love Issa so much. I do too. Ooh, I do too. I think for me, I was like, I want to, like, I did like it, obviously, initially. I want to see it again and actually go with people who understand what's going on. Because I went by myself, but it was just like, a lot of the stuff went over other people's heads. So it was just like very awkward. Like, I'm over here dying laughing and everybody else is like, what? So I'm like, I need to see this again in better company, like, to get the full essence. But I will put it, like, when I walked out, and this is a big thing I'm going to say, guys, this might be second to Dreamgirls for me. So, yeah. Yeah. And that is big. I was, was going to say, that's, and I'm, that's how much I said, I think this might be in my new top 10 movies. It might be one of my new companies. It's a favorite, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was like, I could watch this over and over and over again. Let me tell you, when it comes oh, out on oh. streaming, I'm watching it again. I also told Raheem, I was like, I think I actually want to get the DVD. Like, yeah. Right. It was it was so well done. I don't know how else so they could have done a, a live action Barbie movie. And I will give them their credit. And this is like, I will absolutely admit that when they first said they were making this film, I didn't know what they were going to do. I didn't want it. I felt like it was so unnecessary. We had a breath live action years ago. Didn't go well. But this was was so fun. It was perfect. And I know the movie was about Barbie. But Ken, Ryan Gosling, I, when I tell you when they first announced it, I was like, that's who y'all chose to be Ken of all the people in Hollywood? That man, that man right there. I want a Mojo Dojo Casa House right now. I do. Let me tell you something. As a Ryan Gosling fan, an unapologetic Ryan Gosling fan, Same. I knew he was going to eat. I knew. If you have been following Ryan Gosling Shit. since freaking Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, yes. you already know he was going to eat. I say he was born for this. He was born for this. I, too, want a Mojo Dojo, Dojo Casa House. I do too. I Ryan Gosling, I think, made an unexpected shift in his career to like more dramatic roles and does them well. But he is a comedy guy through and through. And he mm-hmm. chewed this up and chewed it up, spit it out, did that. Margot Robbie was fabulous as Barbie. She was fabulous as Barbie. But but Ken really he his performance as Ken made her Barbie shine that much more. Yes, yes exactly. Okay, so we all love the movie. Again, Issa Rae as President Barbie? I said, of course. <laughs> when yes. they 
when they did the sleepover and she or the the party, she was like, President Barbie's here. I am. You're welcome. I am. You're welcome. <laughs> I can't. What did you say? He said something to her. She was like, Yeah, motherfucker. Green. And I fully believe that wasn't in the script. I think Issa was just cussing. And then, they, and then I think Greta yeah, exactly. was just like, let's actually keep that. Keep it in. Let's keep it. All right, okay, so, uh, yeah, it was so many of those moments that like just I feel like really made oh, them. I was agree. gonna say, what were you guys? What, what are some of you guys' favorite moments? Um, my one. This is like me being petty for when I grew up, and I I thought it was funny, but also I was like, don't do that, Mattel was I did not care for the Bratz shade in the film. I was like, ooh, and there was no, Bratz shade in the film? Yes. So the yeah. main girl's name was Sasha, the little girl, mm-hmm. and her mom called her Bunny Boo. And I was like, not you throwing shade at the Bratz. And then when they had the, the girls at the table, if you looked at like the setup and the ethnicity of the girls, oh, they were supposed to be Chloe, Sasha, girls. Jade, and Yasmin. Oh, so yeah. I didn't. Yeah. And they said they had them as like, if you look at the end credits, they're called like 2005 girls or something like that. And that's when Bratz were first released. Uh, ha, 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 ha. So I was like, don't fucking oh, wait, do I that. I said your favorite moments. I, I, I just wanted to acknowledge that because I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I would be lying if I say I didn't think that was as a from a stylistic like clever choice. I would be lying if I said I didn't think that was very clever and very subtly no, I, artfully I done. Um, because if you weren't paying attention, like you really you easily could have yeah, yeah, I did not. Um, so the thing about now, I'm like, why didn't I repeat that? But you were like, that is super duper correct. I did not, I did not see that because they called her Sasha. I was like Sasha, and then she got in the car, and, she, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, that could be a coincidence. And she got in the car, and her mom was like, hey, bunny boo. Yeah, but she said that's said, oh, okay. I said, oh, so you're being shit. <laughs> oh, so you guys are being, okay, you're going there. Okay. So you're talking as shit? As a Brad's girl, I just had to, I had to turn my nose up a little bit at that. But again, well, well played, Barbie, well played. My favorite moment yes. was during the party where she said, does anybody ever think about death? And then the music just. Everybody said, what? Dude, oh, I, what? I was eating the little dots. Uh, ice cream candy I bit my fucking tongue I was like oh lord no I think my favorite one is anything with Alan in it love Alan he had me screaming why did Alan whoop everybody ass like that that was unnecessary he said hold on y'all what is going on that and then with Will Ferrell when they came out the little thing and he saw Midge, <laughs> yo, yo, why, why would he fucking jump so hard? Look at him about <laughs> yo, that was funny. The whole that whole movie was just jokes to me. And White Savior Barney, that was funny. Yes. I loved the when the narrator said note to the directors: don't cast Margot Robbie if you're trying to make this point. I cackled. I said, yes. when she was like, I'm not beautiful anymore. Bitch. Go to hell, Margo. Correct. Because that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Margo, shut up. And as soon as they acknowledged it, I was like, okay, thank you for being aware. Of, I thought like, was like, okay. How absolutely ridiculous. We it was. get it. So we get it. Like, but just, this is Margo. This is Margo Robbie. Right. That was funny. I loved um when uh oh my gosh, there was another East when when they were like enacting their plan to dismantle the patriarchy 
And Issa comes up and she was like, ooh, are you watching The Godfather? <laughs> the Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather before. And the, the reason that was so funny to me was because if you go on um, Rotten Tomatoes and look at all the negative reviews for Barbie from like crazy men and you click on their profiles and go to their top five movies, all of them have The Godfather as their top five movies. Oh, and I was gosh. like, Greta, you did your big one with no, that girl you because really, you called it. You really called it. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, she said, no, she said, are you watching The Godfather? Feather? Like, why would you say it like that? <laughs> the Godfather. Just, just so he had the opportunity to correct you. Like, chef's kiss. And when Ryan said, when Ken said, I, two, two parts with Ken. When he was like, once I found out patriarchy wasn't about horses, I kind of lost interest. And I'm like, you know what? Same. Because like. That's right. Same. It's not about horses. Too much. And then um, at the end when he had his I am Kenuff. I, I need one of those. I really want to buy. I am Kenuff They're on the Mattel website. I think you can buy them now. I want me to. I just. It was so funny. He was like, I'm not a lifeguard. I don't do that. I beach. And, beach. and that's what and I beach. Saying, I'm not role? going in the water. I'm not sunbathing. What's I my beach. role? Beach. <laughs> beach. And honestly, Ken, that's a good. And what a good job you and do. What a good job what a you good do. Yes, a good job you do at beach. You're very brave, Ken. Thank you, Barbie. <laughs> He is a ne- or when he like popped up in the backseat, <laughs> yo, what are you Did doing? You bring your roller skates? I literally I never go without them. Crazy, crazy. He is hilarious. It was so Ooh. funny. Somebody give both of them an Oscar for uh, this. Because- I think for costume design or for set design, I think they definitely deserve one. But I wish the Oscars wasn't so fucking stuffy because I feel like, you know, why can't this movie be nominated for like best male actress or female actress? Like, why does it always have to be these so serious movies? Like, can we please like calm down a little bit? Right. Like, why, why can't we have fun at the Oscars? It's always got to be, uh History and the you know, award for the saddest documentary. <laughs> Literally, no, you know Barbie. Jokes. The part where I was like, what she said to feel, I was like, oh. it was the part where what did she say? Where she was like, mothers stand still so their daughters can see how far they've come. I, I was, was like, like, oh, didn't, yeah. didn't he- and when they showed. I said, who didn't need that tonight? Okay. No. I, and I like the fact that they were aware that like America's little speech and all that stuff was like, it was very white feminist because there was a moment, at least in the theater I was in, where I was like, all right, the white women are are doing a little too too much for me right now. And when they called it out, all the the POC women cackled. And I was like, that's exactly what we needed to ground Mm -hmm. ourselves in like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Obviously, like, you know, Barbie is, you know, I mean, Barbie, Barbie, the original Barbie, stereotypical Barbie, she is, you know, white savior. But I don't think we can discredit the fact that, like, Barbie made strides and, like, representation for women and even women of color. They do it a little too late, sure. But, like, 
I think we were fortunate enough to grow up in an era where there were always Black Barbies on the shelves. I've never went into a store in my lifetime Mm -hmm. where there were not Black dolls on the shelves. And I think it's okay for us to acknowledge that and to have fun. And shout out to all the girls who had the Black Barbie um, sheets. And like people like, oh, well, I'm like, girl, we had a Christine doll and a Black Barbie. So I don't know. Okay. I got a Black Holiday Barbie every year for years. In pristine condition, too. My cousin's Black uh, Christmas Barbies and my aunt's, a.k.a. Barbies, pristine condition. When when we we got the Centennial Barbie, that Joan is still in the box today, and she is so cute. And Barbie was making, like, figures, like, dolls of Black icons. Oh, yes. When we were growing up, Mm. that, like, my Brandy Barbie doll. My freaking Brandy doll. With her... With her box braids, mm-hmm. I had a male, I had a male B Barbie doll that would sing Spice Girl songs. I had a Beyonce Barbie doll. I think I had a Kelly too. It was like the Destiny's Child collection. That Barbie um, doll was my pride and freaking joy with that freaking like that cute little top with the little fur. Yes. Color. And if you press the little button mm-hmm. on her hand, she would sing sitting up in my room. I love that Barbie mm-hmm. to this day. I did too. I did too. Um, the, the truly the, the only the only beef I have with Mattel in that regard is that we never got a Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella Barbie. They made it and that they never true. they made it and they never released it for like mass distribution. Yeah, it was a very much a collector because they did collector's item. Like you got to go on the back the the, the black market no, to find that joke. They never released them. They made one prototype and then they were like, eh, the film is not going to do well. I'll be on Barbie collector TikTok. Don't ask me why. Okay. Um, and they be like mad all like all of the collectors across like all races be like why did you not release this barbie doll it was really pretty it is it was beautiful it It looked just like her and i think no i I don't think anybody disagrees with the fact that that was the best cinderella adaption ever made ever um in second place is hillary duff cinderella story argue with your mother i still Um, i still watch uh cinderella to this day i one time i made raheem sit down and watch it with me it's beautiful. That movie. But oh, okay, so yeah, so that, there was that part when she said feel and she kind of just, you saw all like forms of like girlhood, womanhood, just like in that scene. Like I was just beautiful. like, mm. like I, it was just, it was a really, it was a really good movie. I really loved it. Will Ferrell yet again did his big one. I love Will Ferrell so yes. much. And I was, I always forget just how funny he is until they put him in a like a random yes. movie like And I this. love how Barbie kind of went on itself. Like, yes, we get it. We are a male-dominated um, brand in a... Or a male-dominated, you know, company in a business that is very much towards young girls. Weird. Listen, I support girls in the most not-creepy way possible. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, you got to give Will his credit because when they was talking about Mojo Go- Dojo Casa House, he was like, absolutely not. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. the fuck not. Another great line from the movie. You don't have to say Casa and House. I do. <laughs> I need that fur coat he had. <laughs> Bruh. Also, the random musical number. Like, why did you what? And like, I actually love, apparently, and I don't, so I never understood maybe i just don't know about it i don't understand 
all the like backlash that Simu that Simu Lu gets. Like I don't. Mm, I kind of understand. I mean, a I, little bit. I just heard he was a dick or like okay, saying that. Is, so see, that just, is, and I'm like, that I'm pretty sure there's a good reason. I just don't know what it is. I hear he's a dick on set, and there was there was one writer I forget for what magazine, but made a. It was not a criticism of Simu, but I think it was a valid point of essentially like they were like, don't make Simu Lu your only go to Asian actor yeah. for prominent roles. Right. And so they talked about Henry Golding and how he was like the only guy for the longest time. And now the same thing was happening with Simu. And they were like, we need more um, South Asian representation and things like that. Like it, there, it can be more of us than just, you know, your one golden child totally fair kind of similar thing that that black girl say about zendaya and simu clapped back at the writer like pretty hard online talking about how like oh it's still really hard for me to get roles and i'm not overrepresented i'm not saturated in the media blase squase just like really immature and the writer was like that but we're just saying that like for a long time this has happened and it cannot continue to happen and no one's saying that you don't have your own struggles we're literally just saying that like you still cannot be the only one other people yeah and you and you've done your big one like you're a part of a major franchise you're gonna work for the rest of your career but we don't want hollywood to pat themselves on the back because they've been giving you you know credit that you do deserve um because you're, because I thought CB was great in Kim, Kim's Convenience, and I thought he was a no-brainer for Shang-Chi. Yeah. Um, but right. I, I felt like that writer was making a valid point that I think is a lot of communities make when when they when Hollywood picks their golden yeah. child. And so for him to clap back in that way, again, I'm not going to speak on Asian people's issues because it's none of my fucking business, but I thought that, that writer was making a pretty decent point, and I think that Simo handled it very immaturely. Not big enough backlash where I feel like he can't grow or learn from that, but I did side eye him a little bit when I saw that. I was like, hmm, no, I do don't think, think that, that was necessary. I was saying that, but for him to be like kind of like the villain or like the anti Ken in this, I actually loved. I was like, okay, he kind of does seem like a little bit of annoying. He was he played it very well. He did for oh, sure. He played his role very well. Yeah, I think I think he was I think he was great in the film. Um, and Simulu is very attractive, very obvious choice to play Ken doll. Yes, I see it. Yes. And the crazy thing is, I'm looking online right now. You know this movie has a 2.9 rating from audiences out of 5? It's wild. Because men are weird. It's also because I feel like people went in with an expectation, like, did not look at a trailer. They just went in and heard Barbie and thought it was going to be some, you know, a literal Barbie. Like, literal Barbie. And my thing is, like, I know that, like, we think of Barbie, think of toy, but, like, I think that y'all maybe should have just, like, looked at the description, looked at the ratings. Like, a bunch of, like, you're very young kids, which is fine. It didn't have any nudity or anything weird. But it was just, like, there were, there was a lot of jokes that were going to go over kids' heads, because this movie was not for kids. But... Why would a regular Barbie movie be PG-13? What the, like, why yeah. would y'all not? 10, 11, 12, you want to bring your kids to a PG-13 movie? I think that's perfectly yeah. fine. Maybe even like nine, depending on the maturity level of the child and what conversations you've had with them. Anything younger than that, I just felt like it was an odd choice. Um, mm-hmm. So for people crying like, oh, my kids were so disappointed. We left the theater because this was a, a Barbie, da 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 that's negligent parenting on your end. You should always be 
you should all even for PG and G movies, you should always be looking into the film before you take your children to go consume any media. That is your duty as a parent. Again, argue with somebody else, not me. Y'all be cutting on the TV and let your kids consume anything. Stop that. Um, it's free country. And then be mad with like how can people make weird expose shit. Our kids, well, don't. My children, I didn't expose your children anything. to anything. You, you took your happy ass down to the theater and sat your child in front of that movie and let them watch it. Sometimes your kid is going to be disappointed that they can't go see a Barbie movie. Sorry. Right. Just explain to them. It is not, it may say this, but this is not what it it's means. It's not for kids. Sorry. This is grown up Barbie. Right. It's really that simple. It's for the people who. It shit. Depending, like you said, depending on how old they are, you need to, oh, here, the real world is going to smack you in the face. This is the patriarchy. This is the shit you can I have think to it's deal a great with. Introduction into patriarchy so for young girls. I think it's a great kind of. It's a really good conversation point. I would use Barbie actually as like an opener if you have like a women and gender studies class in high school. I think it would be the perfect movie because I think it touched on some of like like the dynamics that people have in terms of like even um, how the Barbies talk to themselves and about themselves they never had to tone themselves down they always knew what their worth was because they were not affected by the patriarchy and that's really all it has to be like i just that was silly the woke police were were coming down on the movie too and i was like y'all need to calm down a little bit as well they were like this is a pillar upholding white feminism and this is doing a lot for for black uh against black and poc women there's an organization that i i i used to like them i'm really kind of on the fence about them now it's called race to dinner um they had a documentary on apple uh tv yeah like i think i remember recommending it it was very interesting it what, what i found ironic was in watching their documentary i felt like the work that they were doing was very racism light for white women and so I thought that they were doing good work if that's what you want to do. But I am kind of just not there with any type of work that I would be doing as a as a as a BIPOC woman, I guess. Um, but with that being said, I I don't want Greta Gerwig and Mattel's interpretation uh, interpretation of intersectional feminism. Yeah, no, I think I'm and, okay. Yeah, so like I didn't go into the film looking for that. I don't care to. I don't care to. To like watch that, I think they did for a white woman and a white and a company ran mostly by white men to make a movie about patriarchy and feminism. I got exactly what I thought I was going to get, and maybe a little bit more. I think it was actually handled a little bit better than I. I, I was say, in terms of the, the subject be. matter and making it in whole and totality. I think they actually did a pretty good job. I would give them like a ninety percent on that when it comes to like the subject matter and what they're trying to get across like yes in the back of my head i'm like there's intersectionalities and black women have that times five but like that's not this is not the space for that to be discussed and that's okay um we can have those discussions in real life but i do think that it opened the conversation at least to like what Particularly what women go through, right? What women go through. Yeah, for a movie about dolls. A movie about dolls and about things that we've all grown up with, no matter like what race you are, no matter what. This is something that we all could connect to. Um, And I I understand that it was like there was like just no black woman, but like they had a really good rep, like 
they did a really good job in terms of representation. I feel could I have a, could I have had a few more like prominent Asian Barbies kind of in the mix. I think like I didn't see a lot of Asian Barbies. If we're just being if we're just being fair, you know, if we're just being fair, but I did also say some see somebody criticize rightfully so that there were no native women in the film and i think that's a very fair and valid criticism of the movie to have um but yeah i otherwise i feel like it was very well done um yeah and it's it's a movie about dolls y'all like come on but we're really expecting this to be an in-depth dissection of like womanhood and patriarchy and intersectional feminism etc like at the end of the day it's a movie about a doll and it was a very good movie about a doll. A very good movie. It was great. It was, it was, a great movie about it, it was really great. And how she interpreted her impact on the world, not the literal impact of the sound. Again, not a documentary. But just in the Christian the conservatives, there was no mention of family or faith. And why was this all about patriarchy? First of all, I don't know what good Christian woman you think Barbara uh, Millicent uh, Walters or whatever her government name is. Um, is but let me tell you something about Barbie. Barbie got hella jobs, her own income, a dream house, and a living boyfriend that she never married and never had children with. What, what, what traditional Christian values other than being a white woman does Barbie uphold for you all? Please explain that to me. Okay, they literally discontinued the one Barbie that had a because family. she was strange. It was and we weird. dunked on her the whole movie. So that's number one. Number two, again, Barbie always been a hot girl, the original hot girl. What are we talking about? And the creator always said that Barbie would never get married, nor would she have children. No, because again, it's a doll. So if I wanted Barbie to have a baby, I use my what? Imagination. I'm about to say for a group of people who sure don't want children to have sex, y'all really be focused on them seeing ha- children and having families and shit. It's so strange that people were mad. They were like, they're talking about genitals in this movie. They're actually talking about how they don't have genitals. No, she literally, they literally said like, we don't right. have genitals. Sorry. I don't know what you guys are thinking. What's going to happen here? She literally said we don't have genitals. Except Ken, he has all the genitals. He has all I think they did a great job. I love that there was a trans actress in the cast. Didn't know she was trans until y'all started. Oh, Aaron no, I didn't know Dr. Barbie. Um, what is her name? Because oh. um, I've seen her in some other stuff too. Uh, oh my gosh, it's going to bother me. Uh, Hari Neff. When she said, you're going to be fine. I was like, why? Y'all are such, she was male, such a child. I adore it. You know, again, I love a himbo. I love a baby I love girl. I himbo. Love a himbo. Also, was very glad. Number, oh, we are neglecting Kate McKinnon. Weird. Why is um, she in the series? You know like, people be too mystery there, Bobby. They would have them all split like this and list like this, and they'd be. <laughs> Yo, she had me screaming she, the whole. I movie. had a weird Barbie. She got plenty of split. She said, "Good." <laughs> They say one day you look like this, and then the next you look like weird Barbie. And it was her first. She said, "Ah!" Oh. She said, "I I walked into that <laughs> yeah. joke." 
I love the part where she was like, you can pick the pink sparkly shoe or you can pick the burger style. I picked the heel. I, picked, I was like, to no, I'm actually. She said, no. It wasn't really much. It was really you good. need to pick this one. No, no, no. But I actually would love to go on to the heels. Thank you so much. Yes. This is not an option. It, it was so good. Kate McKinnon was great. Also, I love America Ferreira. Y'all don't put her in enough for me, and I don't like that. Yeah, I love Love the Goddess. Kick- Loved the gotta kick it up reference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seriously. Y'all don't know. Y'all was with America shooting in the gym. Right. I like I put that on my to uh, uh to watch list on um Disney Plus, but I love Gotta Kick It Up. I gotta watch it. I haven't I haven't watched it in a minute. It used to be one of my favorite movies. Me either. I forgot all about it, but yeah, I just think they did a really good job. Um John Cena is Merman Barbie. I like that. I forgot he was in there, yes. It was just, it was just good. No, it I was just really when enjoyed it. The scene where they're like, okay, we're gonna like be super duper interested in, in the song and like all day just like listen, like listen to the song. And then as soon as you got him, you're like, oh. Mm. I'm sorry. Or they like went over to the other guy. That was funny. Somebody tried to argue online that it was, that was like an orgy. I was like, that's not what was happening. In y'all are so strange just stop being weird stop being weird you're so strange you're so strange you're so strange please and i just want you to i just want you to not be strange i want you to not be weird when y'all when they did the adaption of gi joe which is also a children's toy property and was also, I think, rated PG-13. Shooting, stabbing, guns, war, explosion, death. Nobody said anything. Because it wasn't Now we serious. have a PG-13 adaption of Barbie. And y'all, oh my God, what about the children? Transformers, another set of toys. Shooting, stabbing, death, alien takeovers. Megan Fox in booty shorts, twice. Nothing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Megan Fox also in booty shorts. Shooting, fighting, stabbing. PG-13, nothing. But y'all took your children to that. And let me tell you something. It wasn't no family and faith in that. There wasn't no dissection of of, uh, intersectional feminism and none of that. Please be so serious, y'all. Calm down. And in, and in some of your efforts, specifically talking to women and BIPOC women who paint themselves as liberal, in some of your efforts to be woke, you are further marginalizing us. It's okay for us to just have fun sometimes. We don't always got to be fighting the battles. And um, on, uh, a, on a less serious note, um, if y'all could please find me a President Barbie uh Issa Rae doll, that'd be wonderful things. They are on the Mattel website. I think there was I will down. be ordering one. Um, probably. But they have the sash. I did order a President Barbie sash, and I'm just gonna wear it on my house when I have bad days. If you uh Greta Gerwich also made history by making being the first female um director with a one billion dollar movie. Um so you know. Uh, y'all can suck it because she already made her money. Ting. And didn't nobody want to see Oppenheimer any fucking oh, way? The only reason Oppenheimer, I still, I still want to see Oppenheimer, but it's just three hours. Boo! Oh, hell no. 
Boo! Don't nobody want to see that shit. I kind of want to see Oppenheimer, but I'm not. I'm not rushing boo to see it. I might. Boo. That might be one of those movies that either I wait until it comes out, or I, you know, see it on a random ass day. I'm an Oppen hater. I don't want to see an that Oppen shit. Hater. And the only reason y'all wow. had a successful weekend was because y'all freaking um wanted to hop on the Barbie coattails and be like, let's do a Barbie Oppenheimer double feature. Why would I want to watch a man explode innocent lives after I watch Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling frog across the stage and roller skates? Why would I want to do that? Quickly. But y'all going to give Oppenheimer every fucking Oscar in the book and Barbie ain't going to get shit. And I don't like that. Moto do do castle house. Listen, in, in, in full force, don't nobody care about Oppenheimer. Crazy white man <laughs> builds bomb and kills millions. And then feels bad about it afterwards. <laughs> you think? No. You didn't think that they was going to use a weapon of mass destruction to massively destroy? <sighs> what? <laughs> what are we talking about? For three hours? I got to watch you come to that conclusion. For three hours? I'll tell you that for $5 in two minutes. Right. I can just, you know, you can go on Wikipedia for that. But I'm getting <laughs> people. I'm still watch. I didn't think that building an, at- an atomic bomb. I didn't think that building right. an atomic bomb right. would, would be, be so catastrophic. Deadly. What? What? Are you fucking stupid? That's not a terrible idea, also. Are you fucking dumb? <laughs> I can't stand people. Are you fucking stupid? Common sense is never common. <laughs> what do you mean? You built the shit and then was like, whoa, whoa. Nigga. We built it and said, and, oh my God, it can said, blow people up. That was the goal. Yes. Are you dumb? That's like if I that's like if I saw someone in the temple and was like, oh, I think that killed them. What do you think? What did you think was going on? Talking about something. Let me tell you, not seeing the gates. Yeah, friend. I don't know what to tell you. The damage is done. You're not seeing the gates. And then if they're not, if they're not going to talk about like the the lasting effects and the damage and like try to reckon with the hurt that America has dealt to Japan and the Japanese people that are still suffering from the consequences of that bomb. I don't really care what y'all are trying to say. Yeah, don't, I just don't humanize. Want this to be so American, Western, Western centric that like you all don't even atone. Or not even atone, but you don't even like recognize what you all have done. The American government has never apologized to Japan for that. So because what's crazy is, in in you know later in your years you'll realize like Japan surrendered and was like willing to surrender. The only thing they requested was that their president or their emperor, whoever, not be killed because they thought it would destroy the morale of the people in the country. And whatever his face, I think Harry Truman or something is the president at the time, was like, mm, yeah, no, blow him up. White people crazy. So if y'all are not going to rectify and reckon with that, which I'm assuming you're not because I haven't seen any Asian people prominently featured in the cast, mm-hmm. not interested. Yeah, that's also like I was like, mm, don't feel comfortable comfortable with that. I think also watch it just because I do like Christopher Nolan movies and I do like um Killigan's like as an actor. Like I, you know. 
Mm-hmm. I still like, great cast. I'm sure it's going to be a very well made film. I mean, I mean, but... star studded. You have Emily Blunt, um, Florence Pugh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Josh Puck. Um, so many people, so many people. But um, you know, watch it at your own, you know, three hour risk. Um, I think that's going to be the end of this segment, and I guess the end of the show. Yeah, I think we're going to call it a day there for the episode. Again, double feature, but you guys got a little bit shorter than this one, although not really because we're still an hour and 30 minutes, child. Um, But if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that already. What are you doing? Unless you're new, which, you know, Grace, hi, welcome. We're crazy over here. Subscribe. Um, And leave us a rating wherever you guys are listening. It really helps us out. I know I say that every time because I mean it every time. It really helps us out. And lets us know that people are listening and engaging. So if you haven't left us a rating, leave us a rating. And if you have access to multiple podcast platforms, leave us a rating on multiple platforms. If you're ready to follow us on socials, and remember that thebougieblackgirls.com is now up and running for your perusing pleasure. Yeah. Um, and I think that is going to be it for this episode. We will catch you guys in the next one. See you later. Bye. Peace.